Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, everyone. This is Deborah Lene, and welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number six. I am so grateful that you are here again this week. And this week is very special to me because it's my birthday week. And I wanted to talk about letting go of anger and how in doing so, it is the best birthday gift I ever gave myself. When thinking about my birthday and letting go of anger, I was reminded that the actual material gifts are not what is really important, but it's in the forgiveness of myself and the forgiveness of others. And letting go of anger is by far the best gift I have ever given myself. I remember years ago when I was in therapy for the first time, I was in my early 20s, and I was so mad and I was so angry and I was so pissed off. And the therapist, I had gone a couple of weeks and the therapist asked me one day when I came in, she said, who are you most angry at? Who is the person that you feel the most anger towards? And at the time, I said, well, it's my parents. You know, they're, I'm, they've done this to me. They've controlled me, whatever. She immediately said, well, Deborah, that is who is still controlling you. Now, I sat there and was like, what is she talking about? They don't control me. I'm doing my own thing. I live by myself. I'm a single mother. I'm working full time. Nobody controls me. Because control was a big issue because of how I was raised. And as I kept thinking about how that the anger that I had towards my parents was in fact still controlling me. So in reality, their control over me was my anger. And learning to let go of that anger was the most liberating thing that I could have done for myself. She went on to explain, you know, you're an adult now, you're doing your own thing, but your actions and your subconscious thoughts are still controlling you. So in fact, the anger that you have towards your parents, it's still controlling you. Ever since that moment, I have worked very hard to alleviate the anger that I have felt towards my parents, towards my ex, towards my children's fathers, whatever. And it has been obviously a difficult thing to do. As in any time you feel anger or bitterness, it is it is angry to do. Or I mean, it's hard to do. I was so angry and I had to work through so many emotions. And I know for me, when I split with Ava's father, it was just so many emotions and I was so angry. But I realized when you're angry, you lose your ability to be logical 
and reasonable so that the anger controls you. You're in a highly emotional state and it can really lead to dumb things that are said and dumb things that are done. And I could not negotiate for my children's sake or for my child's sake when I was in a state of anger. So I would say to anyone, when you're negotiating on your children's behalf or negotiating anything that is surrounding your children, you want to be as grounded as possible. Some of the things that have helped me get through my anger, and I'm just going to go down through the ones that have been the most important for me. And I guess the first one is identifying and acknowledging the anger. For example, about six or seven years ago, maybe longer, um, I did a year-long Bible study. And for those of you that know me, religion is a very difficult thing for me. And I'm sure as we continue on this journey together, we will have more conversations about my religion, ex- religious experience growing up in the environment in which I was raised and how that has affected me long term. But I decided to do this year long Bible study and it was once a week. And part of this Bible study, the minister there is also a um, licensed trained psychologist. And one of the things that he had those of us in the group do was we got this huge poster board and we did a chronological order of our lives. So zero to five, six to 10, 11 to 15, whatever, all the way through to where we were then. And then we would try to recall all the memories, good or bad. And if it was a negative memory, it was a pink post-it note. So we would put the memory on a pink post-it note and put it up on this poster board in chronological order. If it was a positive, then we would do a green post-it note. And it took months and months and months to do. So at the end, when this poster board was done, you could look back at your life and you could see where the pain was and you could see where the anger was and the resentment. And what that did for me was so enlightening that I could identify where my hurt was, or I could identify where my anger came from. And in that exercise, it's wonderful if y'all can do it, it takes a long time to do. But in doing that, it really helped me hone in on the fact that acknowledging, identifying my anger, and then acknowledging where it came from. Because if you don't do those things, you, you will lead your life angry. And if you can learn to do that, it is so freeing. Number two, understanding the anger and, and how it originates from the feeling of powerlessness. And we as co-parents often feel like that we're powerless, at least on very many occasions I have. And that the other co-parent, that they hold all the cards in the relationship. However, it is not true. It is true that both co-parents, both parents feel powerless. And if we remember that the other co-parent feels just as powerless as you do, 
that will help you or me to feel less angry. And we just need to remind ourselves that when we are feeling threatened or we are feeling angry, that probably your co-parent partner feels the exact same way. So understanding our anger and how it originated and, and feeling powerless about it will help us get to a logical place so that we can make the best decisions for our children. Number three, and this one has helped me a lot, express your anger and learn to sit with the anger. So becoming conscious of the source of anger and resentment. What happened? Why do I feel angry? What should I have done instead? Or what do I think should have happened instead? And for me, how I deal with this is, now I'm a very, well, let me just say, I'm a very reactive person. So when I get mad, pretty much everyone knows. I, but I get over it quickly. My mom used to say, Deborah, you are like a bull in a china shop. So I go through and I'm mad and tell everybody what I think and then turn back around and say, okay, why is everyone still mad? Because I'm fine. So I, I get mad quickly and then get over it quickly. As I've gotten older, though, I have learned instead of getting angry. Now, learning is a process. So I, I'm not perfect every time. But one of the things that I have done to help me through my anger is I sit down and I write a letter or I write an email to whoever I'm angry at. If it's your co-parent partner, write a letter or an email to them. But don't you don't have to send it. I mean, you can if you want to. But I found it best not to because if I write out a letter or write an email or write a note to myself because I want to send a text, so I'll put it in my note section under the file pissed off or mad or whatever. And... I don't send it, but I write it. Typically, if I sleep on it a day or two, the next day I'm like, you know, I'm so glad I didn't send that because something will happen that makes me realize, okay, that did not need to be said and it probably would have made things much worse. So if you can sit down and write through, you know, your problems or whatever you're feeling, your anger, then it really helps. And understanding that anger is such an emotional state. And so any action that's taken against the other parent, whether it's directly or indirectly, it will affect your children. If Even if you have boundaries, the kids will feel the impact of your anger. And acting out of anger creates more anger versus then dispelling it. So anger you give anger you will receive. Just like in life, just like we were always told, if you give love, you get love. If you give hate, you get hate. Whatever you give, if you give anger, you'll get anger back. When you are free of anger, you will live a much happier co-parenting life. One thing that I do is whenever I feel anger, And I will say that last weekend was a tough weekend for myself and Ava's father. We had a disagreement, a major disagreement, and I was very upset, as was he. 
And I remember thinking of how happy he was or thinking of the smile that he has on his face and he's so proud of Ava. And in doing that, so I put his smiling face and I look at my daughter and think of his smiling face when he's looking at her. And that, and it's going to make me emotional because that has helped me get through really, really difficult times. So when I picture his face smiling at Ava and how much he loves her and he loves her the best way he knows how, that that dispels my anger. And anger is not the legacy that we want to pass on to our children. It's not what I want to pass on to my children. So I use that as a practice of, okay, when I'm really angry at him, I try to picture his face smiling at my child. And then that will immediately dispel my anger. Number four is practice mindfulness. And what I mean by this is just a simple awareness of the anger. So when your anger comes out, like it always does, you can choose or I can choose to be aware of it or not aware of it. So if you're mindful of your anger, you can have an internal conversation with myself. So for instance, I say, okay, I'm really mad right now. And I acknowledge that I'm angry. And I, this is an opportunity for me to either give in to the anger Or I can act calmly and be in a rational state. Now, this takes practice, so I don't expect it to be a one-time thing. It definitely takes practice. It can also be a model for our children. So when they're feeling angry about whatever is going on in their life, that they can learn to practice it. Okay, I acknowledge I'm angry. I acknowledge it. But what am I going to do about it? So one side of my brain has like an emotional reactive side and the other side has a thoughtful intellectual side. And so I'm going to appeal to that intellectual side. Number five is to be nice and do not engage. And so in thinking about this one, sometimes people would think being nice is a form of weakness. But it's not. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be. So I want to be nice even when, and I always say be nice even when, and I tell Ava to be nice even when. This does not mean you're weak. It does not mean you can be firm and still be kind. You can be direct and still be kind. By being nice, you are modeling how you expect to be treated, but you are also deflating the other person's ability to be or to stay angry. And that is so important, especially as a co-parenting person, partner, is You don't want to stay in the anger and you don't want to make things worse. You can always stand up for yourself. And I tell Ava, you can be firm without being boisterous. 
You can stand up for yourself just by standing there quietly. You don't have to yell and you don't have to be disrespectful. Number six, I would focus on the children. Whenever I am feeling anger towards any of my children's um, father, I try to focus on my daughter or, or my child and think about where the anger comes from and how that other person must be really worried about their children. Don't let the anger that you're feeling alienate you from your children. The more we can stay connected to our children, the more it will benefit children, our children. And in staying connected means you can't stay in the anger because the anger will only alienate you from your children. So that is some of the most important things. In wrapping up today, I just want to reiterate a few key items from our conversation today. Number one, identifying your anger. Number two, understanding your anger and how it probably comes from feeling powerless. Express it and learn to sit with it. So writing an email, a letter, notes in your phone, you don't have to send it. Practice mindfulness. That's very, very important having that internal dialogue with yourself. Be nice and don't engage. And that doesn't make you weak. You can still stand up for yourself. And number six, focus on your children. Bishop Desmond Tutu once said that there is nothing more destructive than resentment, anger, and revenge. And this was his quote. In a way, to forgive is the best form of self-interest because I am also releasing myself from the bonds that hold me captive. And it's important that I do all I can to restore the relationship because without a relationship, I am nothing, I will shrivel. If you have been hurt in your relationship with your co-parent partner, the idea of forgiving them might sound disgusting to you. Like, are you kidding me? I do, I'm not going to forgive them. They don't deserve forgiveness. And it might feel like you're being asked to forget how they hurt you. I know for me, whenever I am in the process of forgiving, sometimes I say, you know, so what? I should just condone everything he did to me. I should just say, oh everything nasty he ever said, and just pretend that it didn't happen, that would make me a really weak person. No, that is not true. Let me give you the definition of forgiveness. To give up resentment against or the desire to punish. To stop being angry with or to pardon. The number two definition, to give up all claim to punish or exact penalty for an offense or to overlook, to cancel, or to remit. The definition of forgiveness says absolutely nothing about the forgiving person being weak. It simply says that by forgiving, you give up your resentment and you give up your anger. 
So I want to challenge you this week to lead your week in love, in honesty, in clarity, free of anger, and above all, forgiveness. Forgiveness is the best gift you can give yourself and others. That is all I have today, but I am so grateful that you all joined me. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to next week and in sharing the month of November with you is very exciting as it will be adoption month and it will be a month long of adoption and the adoption experience. Thank you all so much again. This is Deborah Lene. Hey mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLene.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week, to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.